And welcome into another edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. It is the return of Anything Goes Wednesday. My guest this week uh, was someone that I call a Milwaukee ambassador, if you will. He's someone who always sees the good in our city, which we'll talk about coming up in just a couple moments. But also, his personal story is a great story of perseverance. It's a great story of following a dream. It's a great story of having success but hustling for that success and in today's modern day and age of social media being a career and something that you can build a career from i think he's got a really important story to tell also just word to the wise if you've got little ears and you're offended by curse words there's a few in here so don't put any rules on any of my guests and I don't put any rules on me as far as language for the podcast, but uh, you don't normally necessarily hear a lot of that here, but that's okay. Um, I give you a warning when there is, so feel free to tune this one out if you want, if you must, but other than that, I think it's a fascinating conversation, and it was a lot of fun as well. Martin Moore, truly one of the good guys in our city and in our community, Uh, a credit to our community, a credit to our city, and someone who uh, I really not only have grown to uh, really like as a human being, but also really admire his hustle and admire his story as well. So here's Martin Moore, uh, and his full-time job is at COS, but you can find him on all of the socials, including his own show, which I posted up on uh, about a month or so ago. So here it is, the Your Anything Goes Wednesday edition of the Doug Russell Podcast with my guest, Martin Moore. I learned uh, when I was in college, I-, I took a voice and diction class with Don Burdick, that's a, they can do a whole class on that? Oh, yeah. He was a theater teacher. Really? At UW Oshkosh. So he would take us through, you know, you want to project to the back of the room. And his diction was always so perfect. Mm-hmm. So it would be, I put my hands down because, there there we go. It would be because he would do these little. Yeah. Yeah. Because Martin's taking, so I, I, always recording, by the way. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Always. Um, always curse perfect. words, no curse words. This is a clean podcast. Fuck, do whatever you want. Okay. I, just, I like to make, oh, hey, man, I like to are, make sure. This is your, this is this your is, show. This is, uh, this is your show, Doug. We are off the air. Uh, and, uh, you know, we sometimes take advantage of it. One of the most uh, listened to podcasts that I ever did was right after Tommy Lasorda died. Sure. And I, I have what I... Now, Len Casper started this back when he was working at WTMJ. He's now okay. Oh, I know, play, I know. Play him. voice to the Chicago White Sox. He was with the Cubs for a number of years, but he called it the Casper Fires Files. So I uh, took some of the Casper Files and turned them into the Russell Files. And I, Ooh, would I like that. Go out and try to search out some unique audio. So when Tommy Lasorda died, I played the uncut version of some of his best hits and I got 10 times more listeners on that one. Now it was only about a seven minute podcast. Really? But it was. Fuck this and Dave Kingman's fucking performance. I could ask me about Dave Kingman's fucking performance. I mean, it was like insanity. I like it. Hey, that sounds like when I used to work on cars. That's my. Oh, I would imagine curse words are my love language. Uh, F word's the most universal word. It really is. I actually you, you have a lot of so many things. I have a lot. I've wanted to do an episode on um, just cursing because th- so there's apparently a study, and I'm making this up, but it's something like. People who curse more end up being more highly intelligent. They have a, a, a larger I, vocabulary. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, I swear because I learned it from my dad and then I just worked on cars for 20 years. But I didn't learn it from my dad. Really? I, I My father, uh, two days ago as we record this, turned 83 years old. Oh, I well have, done. I have never 
in my life heard him use the word fuck. Really? Not once. Boy, when he says it. And he was in the Navy. So I'm sure he. What has. if? What if? Hopefully, you know, he lives 95, 100 years old, 110. What if, like, the last word that comes out of his mouth when he's laying there, ready to go on to a better, sure. the next life? Yeah. He's like, as we all do, as we all will. And he goes, "Fuck." That's <laughs> the last. That's part. how I hope I go. <laughs> and then, and then, Doug, you're like, "Huh? Yeah. Huh? Well, that tracks." <laughs> okay. Oh, that's all right. funny. All right. So the official introduction. Sure. To- the Doug Russell Podcast. This is the Anything Goes Wednesday edition, which is kind of the original concept, but you know how life gets sometimes, and you get a little bit busier than you want to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the original concept of this podcast was, you know, I do a lot of sports, obviously, kind of on Mondays and Fridays, but then the Wednesday edition was the Anything Goes. Oh. So you kind of fit into the Anything Goes, because the last time that we were in this room, so this is your studio mm-hmm. that I have commandeered with Perfect. my equipment hey, for the day. I pay for it. I got to use the miles. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and I, so I appreciate that. It's also, it also gets me out of the studio in Greenfield. It gets me out of the studio that I have at my house. Change of scenery. And it's a change of scenery, which I love. So I bring in all of my equipment and I completely take over. But the last time that we were in this studio, your studio, I was on your show and we were talking about the fact that we are both in the all 50 states States club. So I got there last year uh, with Oregon. So it was a little bit more than a year ago when I was in uh, Washington State, which yes. is state number you did, 48. You number did, 49 was Idaho, and number 50 was, was Oregon. Wa- from Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. Well, oh, yeah, Washington. So when Washington was 48, then we drove over to Idaho. Yes, that's what it was. That's what and it was. then drove and down to And you went to Coeur d'Alene. And we went to Coeur d'Alene. One of my favorite little, yeah. little pockets. Idaho is beautiful. It is. Haven't spent, obviously, that much time in Idaho. You know what surprised me about Idaho? I didn't see a lot of potatoes. <laughs> I guess there's a lot of apples there, too, but I guess with its proximity to Washington, it would seem to make sense. Oh, really? I have an aunt in Idaho that I have never visited in Idaho. Now, I've seen her, obviously, in other places. Sure. But I've never visited her in Idaho. One of my last states was New Mexico. My favorite uncle lives in New Mexico. Huh. Never been to his house, but it's finally like we were in New Mexico. Out, like, well, now I have. At least six years earlier. Right. <laughs> at least, one would one would think. But uh, So your final state was? Hawaii. Hawaii. We, thank God. Uh, it could have been Kansas, but thank God. Because COVID kind of messed everything up, but... It was Nebraska. You don't say. It was Nebraska, Kansas, and then Hawaii. Okay. But we had to cancel Hawaii on our ten-year uh, wedding anniversary, which was going to be our fiftieth. But Kansas and Nebraska would have still been on on the table ish. Okay. And so it, it 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 could have ended very differently. Wichita, Kansas, could have been the Big Bang for us, <laughs> which would have been fine. Wichita yeah. was lovely. It's just not Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it's the lack of mountains, water, and anything to do really. That <laughs> um, the thing about uh, Kansas is that it's flat, mm-hmm. and the thing about Hawaii that's a big is that one. It's, the thing about Hawaii is, is that, that it's not. not. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I love about Hawaii. It wasn't it, now that was one of our last states, but that we also did that in 2015. Mm. So it had been it had been a little while, and then we did Alaska and knocked all those off. By the way, you can. Uh, this is the time where you plug your podcast because we talked all about that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we get this into... is a very circuitous way of me saying that the reason that I enjoyed that podcast so much was that I didn't have to talk sports at yeah, all. Yeah, right. And I love talking sports. It's been my profession. Sure. Oh, awesome. Great. Fine. Perfect. So we're not going to talk but, about Bucks, Badgers, Brewers, no, Packers on this? Oh, no, man. I was hoping. No. I was all prepared for if it, if it's salary certain, caps. If, and if somehow it winds up <laughs> going kidding. in that direction. Okay, <laughs> fine. 
Um, but if it doesn't, that's fine too because that that was one of the things that I really loved about that podcast was that it was something that was so different. Sure. But said no one ever. Tell us about said it. Said no one ever podcast. Uh, we're on season three. Uh, a couple more episodes left before we wrap up season three. But it's a podcast about things you never knew you wanted to hear about. Uh, we do an episode on hustle porn and LinkedIn culture. I'm sorry. Uh, hustle porn? Hustle porn. You know what hustle porn is? No. You, you go on LinkedIn? Uh, I go on LinkedIn twice a year to check my messages. So that's two times too many. (laughs) LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is basically went from a place where you sort of uh, upload your professional accolades. Yes. um, And you network. It's a brag board. Yeah, maybe get a job. Well, now it's littered with wannabe influencers. So you have hashtag Hank at the bank doing... Uh, wants to be Tony Robbins and doing these two-minute motivational videos about mm. hustling and all that stuff. And it's basically glorifying the grind, which is something, in my opinion, should be glorified. So we do, yeah, one on hustle porn. Why would you ever want to have kids? Uh, Steve Scafidi has been on for um, You're Going to Die Someday. Not that he's old, but just talking about That's fantastic. getting older, retirement. Um, we, we talk about all kinds of really interesting topics. The one you and I did, All 50 States mm-hmm. Club. And so it's just a, a mix of completely random topics that you never knew you wanted to hear about and when you're done listening hopefully you're entertained enlightened you learned a little something and, and had a laugh and, it's, and it's you a can lot find that on uh, apple google yeah wherever what do they say wherever you get your podcast um, uh, well my tagline for so i have two podcasts this one the doug russell podcast and then uh tales from 1265 so the tagline for tales from 1265 because it is an iheart it's under the iheart umbrella you can get it on the free iheart radio app or wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> See, I need to learn how to say it like you do. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just words just fall out of my mouth, and I'm just like Apple, Google, <laughs> Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get, or wherever you get or, your podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Please like, subscribe, and share. So you're one of those guys who, and I be careful what you say next. You're a you're a quintessential <laughs> Milwaukee guy, mm. and and what I mean by that is people seem to know you mm-hmm. around town. You are. An unofficial city ambassador. Mm. You're someone who is always extolling the virtues of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And as someone mm. who grew up here, well, in Waukesha, but always grew up you know, Milwaukee. I lived on the east side for sure. a number of years, lived downtown for a number of years as well. I love people that just at every turn look at this city and see the possibilities, the, yes. the good possibilities. That's me. <laughs> what What is your background then so where did you grow up how did you become this this man about town almost of just someone who sees the good in this community because nationally sometimes milwaukee over the years is oh, yeah, taking sure. some shots uh i'll give you the condensed version because it's a really long version uh grew up in grafton wisconsin got kicked out when i was 18 years old moved to menominee falls then thienesville brown deer slowly just started working my way down to the city um, and I worked on cars for 20 years. So I started working at like a Jiffy Lube when I was 17. Then I started working for Honda when I was 19 and then worked for Honda until about, uh, 2017. Um, but I, towards the end of my car career, I really started hating working on cars. I wasn't making mm-hmm. any money. Uh, and I was picked up a camera. Uh, I was getting really good at photography. Um, I was making these little Snapchat videos and I was like, you know what? I want to take a crack at making YouTube videos. So I went on YouTube, put in Milwaukee vloggers. There was no one on there doing anything. There was like a couple people at UWM making like beauty vlogs, like how to put on Mm. lipstick and eyeshadow. But no one one sort of uh, sharing their experience in the city. 
And so I just grabbed my camera, my phone. I went down to Bradford Beach and I just went up to random people. I was like, what do you like about Milwaukee? And I made my first vlog. And then the next day, I made another one. And the day after that, I made another one. And the day after that, I made another one. And I just continued making a video just about Milwaukee and my experiences every single day. Wake up, make a video, go to bed. Wake up, make a video, go to bed. Mm. And after about 30 videos, people started to notice. And I started working with like local companies and organizations. So mm. like I would make one for Milwaukee Kayak or MKE Home or Hometown Yogi's or a, a local cafe or restaurant or something. Um, and then that just kind of blew up and I started doing them for on Milwaukee and I do stuff for New and all this stuff. And, uh, that's really how I got my name out there was from my, from my YouTube channel. And you've um, done some radio, which we'll get to, yeah, because that's where I first kind of officially sure. in person encountered you over at WTMJ, but you, you, you spun what you were doing. Now you were like a mechanic. Yeah. And so I, while I was making a video every day, which I'm not going to get into it, but it takes a lot of work to, to, to tell a story, do yeah. a beginning, middle, end, edit a 10 to 15 minute video, upload it, pimp it on the internet, all while working 50 hours on cars from 7 a.m. Sure. to 5 p.m. It was, it was, I slept for three hours a day for, mm -hmm. I don't know, five, six, seven years or something like that. Um, but what it really made me do was realize just how amazing the people are in Milwaukee. And back when I was doing that, that, like nobody was glorifying Milwaukee. We didn't have these drone shots and mm -hmm. there was no hop or Northwestern Mutual Tower or, or all these events that we have now. I mean, it was it was kind of lethargic. And so it's been really cool um, seeing other new creators come out and mm -hmm. sort of be cheerleaders for the city and just, just see the growth that we've seen over the last five or 10 years. I mean, it's been massive and we're just getting started. But it's really been the people that have surprised me because I would get into every inch of the city and I would just meet the most lovely and intrepid people uh, that I I've ever met and again we've been to all 50 states and right. I, I'm not lying when I say the people in the Midwest hospitality here it's just it's something different and I, I really liked it and that's one of the things I always try to sort of um, showcase when I'm making my videos have you ever lived anywhere else no okay so I've lived in I lived in Chicago okay as an adult and I lived in Houston as an adult sure and I keep coming back you know uh, so there's something about this land I wasn't born here I was born in Mississippi yeah so I got here when I was in kindergarten and everybody asked why I talked so funny. That did happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> Southern accent did come back when I was living in Houston about a decade ago or so. God, I want to hear it so bad. <laughs> uh, well, I, you have to go south of the Mason-Dixon line or as some people refer to it. And I, I prefer this, the IHOP Waffle House line. Uh, and... <laughs> Get a couple of drinks in me, and it will come back. Yes, it, God, it I need to. Will. I need to go on a vacation with you or something, or a long weekend getaway, so I can hear it, and then just ask you to say all kinds of stuff. Uh, the Kentucky Derby. Uh, so a bunch of friends of mine that I worked with in Chicago, we would go, we went down to the Kentucky Derby a couple of times, and you know the mint juleps start flowing. Ooh, comes back like yes, that. and you are you know people they look at me like why are you speaking like that. <laughs> Because that's well, how Doug I Doug does how this to... thing when he drinks where he just like he develops this, a completely different accent. I do. I, I still now even with my Wisconsin accent, my Midwest accent, I will drop a y'all. Sure. It is still a drinking fountain. Sure. I, you know, I haven't I haven't. No, you haven't fully, embraced bubbler. I when I remember distinctly now, this is, you know, 100 years ago when dinosaurs roamed the earth when I first got to Wisconsin as a very young kindergartner and was asking where the drinking fountain was. And then the teacher, Mrs. Landrew, I don't know if she's still alive or not, but mm -hmm. Mrs. Landrew, uh, she said, well, the bubbler's just down the hallway. And you're like, what the hell's a bubbler? What the fuck? 
are you talking about? What is a bubble? Where's the drinking fountain? Yeah. So there are still some things that have that have stayed with. What me. do you call soda? Do you call it Coke? Just, no, soda it's, it's pop. Soda. It's okay. just soda. It's soda. If I want a Coke, I'll get a Coke. If I want to, because that's one. If thing, I want a Sprite, then I'll know that there's something really wrong there's with me. Places where they'll call every kind yeah. of soda a Coke, sure. and I'm like, yeah, boy, that's different. That is a thing. <laughs> As a thing, so I didn't adopt everything. So I, so I still have a couple of things okay. that um, that are still southern. That will always be southern. But Wisconsin, it's always been home. Yeah. I've always felt so comfortable here. Mm-hmm. And I, I told you this before I hit record. As we were coming up in the elevator, I did kind of take a, a little lap around yes. downtown Milwaukee because today is a beautiful day. It is you know Summerfest is a couple of days away. And this is the best time. Whenever anybody talks about, oh, Wisconsin's so cold, Wisconsin's so cold, come here in the summertime. Come here right now. Come here right now. Right. Because there is so much life downtown. Oh, yeah. In you know, we're in the third ward right now. Uh, and is this technically the third ward, or is this the fifth ward? I'm not sure. I, I mean, I would call this the. It's kind of on the cusp. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's on the cusp. But you've got the Milwaukee Public Market, which is a buzz with activity. You've got all of the outdoor. Uh, restaurants that are yes. along uh, uh, it's just amazing it's local beautiful. shop it's such this a, time of year is really like once you, is, once you get to fourth of july and Summerfest, that's really when you hit like the apotheosis of like just like peak milwaukee experience you want to experience milwaukee yeah end of june to like middle of august is just that's the, that's the sweet spot where it, the city is the most alive the beaches is, is buzzing mm-hmm. with people uh, everyone's sitting outside in the patio. There's festivals. There's music. There's the MK Boat Line. You can do a little cruise down there out into the lake. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it has everything. Why did I wear jeans today? I know. I, I'm I was awfully hot walking here from the car. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to your story, you you were an auto mechanic who was doing videos on the side. Yes. So how did you wind up at Cost? Because you've been at Cost, which is six years now. If you want to talk about a quintessential Milwaukee company, yeah. I mean. I, there's Harley Davidson. There's Miller, which isn't even yeah. really a Milwaukee Coles, company anymore. Culver's, Johnson Controls, right. and Cost. Yeah, which we've been here a while. 1958. If, since 1958, and I remember when I was first starting in radio, the the big Cost headphones, Pro Four AA, the poor Pro Four AA. We still AA's. sell those. We still make. Them, I saw sell them, them on your. I saw them on your website. I could get you a pair, but they're like wearing a tank. <laughs> they are like wearing a tank, but, but people love them. But in radio. Back when I started, again, 100 years ago when dinosaurs roamed the earth, yeah. that's how you knew you made it. Oh, absolutely. If you had the cost Pro 4 AA's, mm-hmm. that's how you knew and those you, were, are, you were in radio. I will get myself. Those are still celebrated in movies and stuff. They um, should be. Uh, Dolomite, which was that uh, a Netflix film a couple years ago with Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snoop Dogg, was a, uh, he was a radio host in that, and he was wearing them. Um, They've been in a quiet place, the, mm-hmm. our quiet place too. I mean, they're they're in tons of movies. A couple of years ago, not to get into sports, but the uh, MLB All Stars, they were all wearing them in the commercials. Yeah. They were like pretending like they're on the radio. So they're they're still a very celebrated and purchased headphone. They, they should shocking. be. I would almost think that you know how kind of everything kind of comes back around. Like you, sometimes you see the hipsters on the cafes on the street listening yeah. to you know their portable turntables. With, with, well, I would tape say players and cost. CD players are coming back. And our porta, Do they have to? <laughs> and our Porta Pros, our little uh, collapsible ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're those are huge on TikTok right now. Yeah, I we sell. It. I can't. I don't know how many, but tens of thousands, probably millions of them. Uh, kids are like kids are going back to wired headphones now. 
Like AirPods are lame for kids now. <laughs> it is. Like they're all going back to wired headphones. It's like oh, I'm going to get myself a Pro Four Double A. I'll get you one. Okay. I know a guy who knows how to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you. someone might fall off the back of the truck. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I. So you know, I've been at Cost for six years. How did that happen? So they found me through my YouTube channel. They found a video that I had made. Um, and basically said, hey, you know, we have some new Bluetooth headphones coming out. We'd love you to do some photos, commercials, some stuff like that. And I was like, okay. And so then they had me do some more and more and more. And then eventually um, I had got to the point working on cars where I was like, you know what? I've, I've done enough social media stuff. I've done enough vlogs at that point i'd probably done two three hundred youtube videos mm-hmm. i've worked with with my photography i'd worked with a ton of local um uh, brands and organizations and, and architecture companies and have done photography for them i feel like i had a big enough resume on my side hustle that i could completely exclude the car stuff and create something and get into marketing and, and commercial photography and so i asked my current boss i was like hey could i use you as a reference on my resume like i did with a couple other people mm-hmm. Uh, and he like messaged me back and he's like, well, we don't have anything open right now, but why don't you come in and meet the team and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I wasn't asking for a job, but sure. Yeah. So came in and and met the team and met some of the engineers. And then he brought me in, um, to, to meet his father, uh, Michael cost senior. And he sat me down, was asking me questions and we were just kind of, you know, talking and I was like, boy, this really feels like an interview and (laughs) ended up being one. I guess I didn't really know it. And then they, they ended up hiring me and I remember I got home and I just sat down on my couch and just bawled because there were a couple opportunities that I had when I was doing my side hustle to um, kind of get myself out of working on cars Mm -hmm. and they ended up falling through and when something like that happens when you get so close to changing a career is a fucking almost impossible thing to do when when you're younger and you don't have responsibilities it's still difficult but it's Mm -hmm. not that hard you've you've only been doing something for five years Mm -hmm. When you're an adult and in your mid-30s, almost 40s... And, and you, you got have, rent to pay or a yeah, mortgage. Yeah, you have a mortgage and a car and student loans, maybe kids. Uh, the you know the risk is much, much bigger. And I remember people always saying, why don't you just quit and do your photography business? And I was like, well, it's not that fucking easy, you yeah. know? And, and so, I mean, I had a couple opportunities that fell through, but I kept chugging along. Uh, but it was, it was probably like five, eight year, just nonstop grind and so when I finally got hired I just sat on the couch and just bawled just all of the emotion and hard work that I'd put into to creating this opportunity for myself you know every family get together I missed every vacation me and Jen mm-hmm. went on I was filming something everything was content 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 I never lived in the moment and to to finally be able to say I just got a job to get paid to do what I love mm-hmm. in in I get to go in tomorrow and say I fucking quit to the job I've had right. for the last decade was I wasn't emotionally prepared for what it would feel like. And it's still today. It doesn't feel real. I wake up every day. I used to have nightmares, but I don't anymore. But I used to have nightmares where I would wake up and my job at cost was a dream. And I was mm-hmm. back to working on cars and like, wow, I'm, I would, I don't know what I would do if that, if that really happened because I love what I do so much. I'm so thankful. And it was such a grind to, to 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 just make those videos. I mean, it was wake up at five a.m., mm-hmm. get dressed, race downtown, record the beginning of the vlog, get to Honda at seven a.m., change into my work clothes, start rebuilding an engine, noon, skip my lunch break, get back into my street clothes, race downtown, half an hour, film the middle of the vlog, go back to Honda, get back into my work clothes, finish rebuilding the engine, 
6 p.m., done, change back into my street clothes, wash the fucking grease off my hands so I don't look like a grease ball, go downtown, film the end of the vlog, go home, 9 p.m., edit till 2 a.m., upload it to YouTube, wake up at 5 a.m., pimp it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, same thing. Race downtown, film the beginning of the vlog, and I did that day after day after day, doing speaking engagements on top of it, shooting weddings, doing commercial shoots for 833 East, JLL, 215 East Wisconsin, uh, the Two Towers of Menominee Falls, all the architecture down here. Um, the, I was even doing the radio stuff, like yeah. just being guests on podcasts. It was, I don't know how I ever did it, and I don't think I could ever do it again, but it was necessary. But it, is your wife a saint? Because she put up with us. She did. And I mean, we almost, we talk about it. We almost got divorced. I was, you know, it, it was a shit ton of work. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it I sounds cannot, like it. I cannot emphasize it enough. And But that's the thing I learned is, is if you want to make those changes, you have to. You have to love what you're doing, and mm-hmm. I love doing it. It was never really about a lot of people when a lot of I always say there's two kinds of people. There's people that want something, and there's people that get it. Mm-hmm. People that want something are the people who pimp hustle porn on fucking LinkedIn that yap about how they want to be an influencer mm-hmm. or I want to be a YouTube star on the radio or whatever it is, a puppeteer, a magician, but they don't actually want to grind and do the work. Mm-hmm. For me, I loved doing the work you know I, I loved pulling the slot machine lever I was never interested in whatever the big payout it was I just wanted to continue pulling the lever because I enjoyed what I was I was doing and so that's what sort of got me through that that grind I never got burnt out from doing emails or, mm-hmm. or you know editing till 2 a.m. or having no sleep because I, I enjoyed doing it and I still doing it still enjoy doing it what do you think of influencer culture then because it seems like it it's this profession and I'm not saying that's what you do by a long shot no. because I know it's far more uh, I mean, I, I am what you would call an influencer. Uh, I mean, I was I was a Milwaukee Bucks ambassador. That's a that's the definition of an influencer. Okay. <laughs> Did you know so that? You don't, I I think you mentioned it. Yeah, to this me season, uh, me and uh, I think five other people were. Okay. Uh, Bucks what does ambassadors. that What does that mean? What is uh, what you is, go to free games and get a lot of free stuff in, <laughs> from the Bucks? And I and, can be an influencer for a lot. And of uh, you make some really cool content and get like the sit courtside and okay. And that doesn't just suck. Make content and no, it was awesome. Uh, influ- you know, influencer Our in the press box are like, <laughs> I think influencer and we did an episode on in the said no one ever podcast, my show um, called influencer culture. Okay. Um, and I, it's just like anything. It's like chat GPT or the internet or cars. There's, there's pros and cons. And it's, it's that 5149 where like 49% of, of influencers are just, it's fucking annoying and they're wannabe mm-hmm. and. They're doing shuffle dances on TikTok and all the stuff that annoys you. But what's awesome about it is you don't have to have a college education to become a millionaire or create your own business. The fact that a 12-year-old kid can stream Fortnite on Twitch and pay for his family's retirement, I mean, that, that that's huge. There's YouTubers out there that the highest paid YouTuber is a kid who unboxes toys. And so there's people out there. <laughs> there's people but out How does that catch? You have to be interesting. And so there's people out there that are they're creating their own businesses. They're hiring their own employees and they have YouTube channels or they have a really mm-hmm. successful podcast or maybe a blog uh, or maybe they're just an Instagram fashion influencer. I have a, a friend, Everyday Drew. He's a golfer. Mm-hmm. He used to be a fashion influencer in Milwaukee, but now he's um, he's been on in like Golf Digest and commercials and he's like a what you would call a golf influencer. And so so getting to do what you love and getting paid for it, that's something that didn't exist when we right. grew up, mm-hmm. you know. 
And so it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, it's annoying, but there's people out there living their dream, getting paid to do what they love that are genuinely love what they do. And they're not in it for the clicks or for the likes or, or anything, you know, that they're really in it to, because they love it. And those are the ones that are successful mm -hmm. and, and money is just a byproduct of right. that, you know? So the, the influencer. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'll say, I'll, I'll throw out like a scud missile <laughs> right? sometimes on, on, uh, I try to stay away from politics because politics, you want to talk about a fucking shit show. Ugh, I know. And, and I'll it, talk about it, but it's like at the same time, it's like, ah, I really don't want to. I really don't want to. All I want is common sense. Sure. So that's like, I want, I, I pray for the days where we can just scream our fucking heads off mm -hmm. about, you know, the debt ceiling or about right. whatever, as opposed to arguing about what a fact is and, you know. Oh, God, right. I, I, Arguing about, but I mean that—that's not to get into politics. But that is one of the interesting things that's ha that that the internet has introduced and social media has introduced is it's very easy to ensconce yourself in little groups of people who who think like you and, and people don't want to challenge themselves right. because it's frustrating. No one wants to feel dumb. People sure as shit don't want to be wrong about something. Where is like I assume you're like me. I enjoy when I'm wrong about something. I enjoy learning and yeah. growing. And, and, and I, I don't care if I, if I was wrong about something or if I voted for the wrong person because all of a sudden there's something scandalous. Okay, fuck, fine, whatever. Like, I, I, I learn. And there's so many people that just aren't interested. It's in tribal. Participate. Yes, it is. It's tribal. It becomes, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the person or the leader or the, the politician says, but if exactly. you're on my team, if you've got an R, if you've got a D, yes. then I'm just going to fall behind that. And, exactly. you know, if, if I'm a D and you're an R, you're my enemy and vice versa. It's like, you're not enemies. Exactly. exactly. We can some of my, talk. Some of the people that I respect the most and I'm the closest to are people that I politically disagree with on probably just everything. But like, it's, it's fine. Like yeah, I, it's, I, I have okay. no problem getting along. Like it's not a big deal unless you're some complete freaking nut job weirdo that I don't know about. And you're on 4chan, like trying to, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not that hard. People make it a way bigger deal than I think it is. I get certain things like religion and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And other things are, can be a problem. But most of the things, let's talk about God. Kitchen, no, I'm kidding. kitchen table conversations. Yeah. I, I feel are most, pretty ubiquitous between most human beings. You want a good job. Yeah. You want to have a nice, safe community. Yep. You want your kids to be educated and you want to be able to uh, retire at a decent age yeah. and not have, you know, cancer completely destroy your life financially. Other That's than, universal. Yeah. Other than that, I, I think the other stuff is who cares? Who gives a shit? Uh, so anyways, a that's shit. my, thanks for coming to my, thanks my, for coming to my <laughs> Ted talk. Also known as the Doug Russell podcast. Yeah. All right. So that kind of spun into, some radio appearances that I, that, that you started to make. I think, did you start with Scafidi? So I started with Scafidi, uh, and I was on... Who, by the way, uh, you He's been to... on the show, too. He, he was on, uh, You're Gonna Die Someday. <laughs> yeah, you told me that earlier. He was on one of, he was one on this podcast. Oh, nice. A couple of years ago him, as well. Love him. Great guy, former mayor of Oak Creek. Yes. And I, I wanted to talk about the 2020 presidential election before, you know, mm -hmm. as it was going on. Sure. So you can go back into the, I don't know what episode number this is. I think this episode is 177. Oh, wow. Boy, you're way ahead of me. I think. And I don't know what Scafidi is. It was probably like 13 or something. Sure. Something along those lines. This was a long time ago. But one of the things that I love about Scafidi is exactly what we're talking about. He's a guy that... You know, has his point of view. Yes. Can back up his point of view. Yes. But also doesn't put up with the bullshit. Yes. Of 
tribalism. Exactly. And, and if he has to go the other way because something doesn't make sense, he will go that other way yes. and stand behind it. Yes. And he's got backbone. One of the things that I hate about some talk shows is that they don't have any fucking backbone. Yes. Scafidi has they'll, backbone. They'll and say and something. They'll be like, oh, I didn't really mean it. Or, yeah. No, you fucking meant it. You fucking said it. it. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, said it. You th- yeah. I do. And I, I've, I've always appreciated Steve for that because I remember when he took me out to lunch and he wanted to bring me on a show and he's like, I know, like, I'm assuming that we're politically different. And I was like, eh, you, you'd be surprised that, you know, how. Yeah. And I mean, we just we've always had an amazing relationship. And he, he's one of the people I talk whenever I talk about. Yeah, I can get along with people who I disagree with on stuff. Probably one of my number one examples. I loved it. And so, yeah, I was on his show and we would talk about all kinds of stuff. And then eventually they asked me if I wanted to do uh, the night show. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. And my first one was a three hour show. And no one showed me how to use anything. And I literally just sat down in front of what I can only describe is the cockpit of the space shuttle. Uh, and I'm like, how do I take a call? How do I how do I end a call? Yeah. How do I mute myself? How do I come back on the air? Or I, I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know what how long I was supposed to talk for, uh-huh. you know, oh, eight minutes here, five minutes here. Oh, we're going to do the weather. New, blah, blah. Like it was, it took, it was tough. My first show was, I listened to it a couple of years ago again and I was like, Oof. but I mean, one thing I never realized was how much I enjoyed being on the mic and the set of skills that I've learned from being on the radio, mm-hmm. being a guest on hundreds of podcasts, doing my own podcast is like, and you can probably attest to this, is, is you really start to learn about who you are, what you really believe, um, and you stand by what you say. And uh, you just learn how to have conversations with people, even about things you don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such a unique skill set, and I'm so appreciative for the time that I had on there. It would have been longer, but COVID happened. So yeah. during COVID, I remember the first couple of months, uh, we were all doing it from like home and I built this, I took a cardboard box, uh-huh. put my mic in there, filled it with fo- uh, the soundproof stuff. Sure. And then I like, there's that whatever app it was that you had to like download to stream it to the radio station. And then I would like stuff my head with a blanket over it into this thing to try and soundproof it. <laughs> and it got to the point where I was just like, Oh man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And then thank God they basically sort of just like permanently paused uh, the night show stuff. And right. so it kind of just COVID massaged me out of that, but I, I really enjoyed it. Is um, that what led into the podcast? Whatever? Yes. Well, so people have always wanted me to do a podcast and I've always wanted to do it, but I never wanted to do the distribution and, and mm. all the, you know, I, I didn't know what went into it. And so Edge Podcast Network, um, which is one of the largest, I think, podcast networks in Wisconsin, they brought me on and said, basically, we'll do everything. We'll record you. We'll distribute everything. You come in, just prepare a show and we'll take care of everything else. And I was like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then unfortunately, you know, the owner had some health issues that resurfaced and she had to close close the network. But she gave all the shows, all the rights to everything, mm-hmm. all the episodes and logins. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try and continue this. So figured out how to use GarageBand, bought some mics. And it's really, it's just a continuation of my vlog. It's storytelling. Sure. I love it. And so. Well, this was born out of COVID as well. This podcast. Po- your podcast was? Yes. Because I was a casualty over on Capitol Drive. Oh. Um, you know, when they said, you don't have to come in anymore. Well, they said the same thing to me. Unfortunately, yeah. that was my full-time job at the time. I understand. Yeah, see, mine was like just yeah, like a... There are great people over there. I have... Well, now they're downtown. But um, I have nothing but love, respect, and admiration for everyone. I know that they're my competitors now. Yeah. Because now I'm over at iHeart, obviously. But um, yeah, nothing but love. But yeah. you know, it happens. It, it does happen. And, and it was, uh, you know... 
COVID really was, I remember when COVID first started and we were, I was still going in and I was like looking at the mics. It's like, boy, if there's any place COVID's going to land, it's going to be right on that mic. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, we're, we're like spraying these things down, right? Every like, day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was a, I was a COVID casualty. Uh, yeah. But I was really, wasn't that important over there. Right. But, but what it allowed me to do was to, you know, keep doing this. Yes. And so I was out for probably about four months or so. Okay. And, and, uh, good karma. They paid me through the end of the year. So God That's bless them awesome. for it. So I never had to go on unemployment or anything like that. Nice. They were really good to me on the way out. I, like I said, I have, nice. I have nothing but good things to say about, about their company or anything like that. But w- what it allowed me to do was you know kind of in, invest in you know these microphones went out bought a couple of these these are 100 bucks each i think they're the best 100 i wish i had known you like a year ago when i got rid of all my sm58s because i used to be in a band i had like a fleet of these things and oh I, these are great these I, are the I, best I microphones on the goodwill. planet <laughs> you took them to goodwill martin i know martin i had i bet you I had seven of them martin i know <sighs> wow uh, I think they're the best $100 microphones on the planet. Yeah. I really do. They're indestructible. Really? So, yes. Should I get these for mine, Joe? I think anyone, yes. I mean, if you didn't give them all the Goodwill. <laughs> but well, Hey, what if I go to Goodwill and buy, rebuy them back for like twice the price? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that's like when you're That's like when you playing Monopoly and yeah. you have to like m- like mortgage one of your properties yeah. and then have like rebuy it back right. like five seconds later for <laughs> half, twice the price. I think that yeah no if you've got a hundred dollars to spend on a microphone get a sure oh, okay. some fifty eight that's so what was I'm it saying. was it hard for you is it is finding so you know uh, getting back to the COVID casual thing was it is I feel like radio would be a really difficult thing to try and I feel like there'd be very limited opportunities to to get a new uh-huh. job and like was that a was that a difficult sort of yes. It was, and because there's a finite amount of stations, and then a finite amount of positions and time slots. <laughs> Correct. So I was very lucky. I, uh, you know, got in at uh, 97.3 the game right before they had gotten the Packers, and I had all this Packers radio network experience, sure. and that helped. So I, I'm I'm in a great place right now. I'm the sports director in the Milwaukee market and in the Madison market. So. Uh, getting like I told you, as we were coming up the, uh, on the elevator, just getting out of the studio and mm-hmm. getting a chance to, uh, you know, have a have a fun conversation like this in downtown Milwaukee is awesome because I'm usually on the road to Green Bay, on the road to Madison. Yeah. Um, I do my Tales from 1265 podcast, which again is under the iHeartRadio umbrella. You can you know find it on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Can you title uh, this episode wherever you get your podcast? I can. <laughs> we should have brought uh, like bourbon and we could have done like a little drink uh, every time we said yes. <laughs> you... Oh, it'd be hammered. I still have shit face. I still have to go back and finish off uh, some work today. I still have the afternoon updates to do. Um, but uh, so fortunately, and, and the last couple of times that I've gotten radio jobs, it's because, you know, I've been doing this for a while and I know a lot of people. I didn't know Tim Scott at all, who's the program director at 97.3 of the game. Okay. He came from the Madison market. I wasn't necessarily in the Madison market, but we had talked a few years. Dario prior. was on the game, right? Yes, he was. Is uh, KB? Yes. Oh, is he still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was on there. Whatever. I don't know what the show is now. Drew and KB? Yeah. They're I on was, from three until six. Okay. I was on a few few years ago. I was on their show and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, they're... <laughs> they're uh, Dario has a, a Pro 4 AA. He's had a nice little glow up. He's... Well... It's Dario. Yeah. I mean, Dario. He, he was Shout born out. with a with a, with a glow up. I mean, come on, he's a very handsome man. Yeah. My sister in law has a crush on him, so I don't. 
Uh, I have a crush on him. I don't, well, I think everybody <laughs> has has a crush on him. He has the pro the the pro four double A's. A's. Yeah, I gave him some, so I'll get you some. Okay. Anyways, back awesome. to your. Uh... Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it it was there was only one place I could have landed. So I, I say this when radio is finally done with me and they've tried a couple of times. Uh. Um, so when radio is finally done with me, I'm going to go work for the airlines at Mitchell mm-hmm. because I just, I'm not even, th- I'm there for two things. I'm there for the health insurance. Sure. And I'm there for the free airline. Yes. Uh, airline fares. That's what I'm there for. Yep. I will take your bag at some point when my friends at, at iHeart say, you know what? It's been a good run. Yeah. It's been a 30-plus year run in this business. But sure. you know what? We think you're... Sure. We think it's time. Okay. I'm at peace with that. I wasn't at peace with it because I didn't... COVID took me out the yes, last time. Yes, exactly. I want, I want I to... I have a lot of friends who lost their radio jobs at COVID. Yeah. Like four or five. It's tough. It was tough. It was, it, was, it was brutal on our business. Uh, it was brutal. One, one, he was one of the biggest names on like one of the uh, biggest stations in the city. And I was like... Damn, they really. It's hard, man. Uh, it was it was a. Brutal... So you're so you do announcements at the airport. What is your dream job? No, it's well, it's not my dream job or your retirement job or whatever. No, the the job that will send me off. Sure. If they want me to do the, you know, you can't no loading in the in the blue zone. Uh, I'll do that. I think that's I think that's recorded. I'll just take your bags. Mm-hmm. I'll be the guy at the behind the counter. Put your bag up here. You can uh, wait. Can I see your ID? All right, Mr. Moore, you have a great flight. Uh, you know, uh, headed to uh, Sacramento. I'm not sure why. Enjoy the Kings mm. game, I suppose. You know what I'd say to you if you said that to me? I'd say, boy, you've got a really good voice. Have you ever thought about doing radio? <laughs> you should do a podcast. <laughs> you should be on the radio. But that is, and I'm at peace with that mm-hmm. because it took me a long time. And to, to like, well, what's my identity outside of, of radio? I feel sure. like I'm back on your podcast. I feel like you're interviewing me. That's okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I can't help it. Uh, that's, but you know what? I, that's what I love about these conversations. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you ever see me at, you know, wearing a Southwest uniform, yes. know that I'm cool. With you're that. happy. See that guy right there? He's happy right now. He's happy right now. You know what my retirement job is? It used to be cutting carpet for people at Home Depot. Okay. I've upgraded it to uh, I want to work at like Lux Golf, which is like a top golf. Here. Okay. Uh, you know, have you ever been to Lux? Do you golf? I golf poorly. Okay. But so have I you ever been to, to the, the, the Lux Golf in I Franklin? Have, no, it's I amazing. Not. Anyways, my new retirement job, I want to be the dude that just drives around and picks up the golf balls. Okay. Outside thing. I always thought that maybe I wanted to be a starter at a golf course, not the not the marshal because that sure. guy, he's an asshole and everybody <laughs> everybody fucking hates that guy. Pick yeah. up the pace of play. Pick up. No, 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 I'll be the starter. I'll be the guy who's like. More party four. You're up next. Yep. That's 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 what I that wanted to do. Actually, but there's no. But I love to travel so much. Erica yeah. and I love to travel. You need those free airline miles. Exactly. So if you work for the airlines, you got any kids that can be like flight attendants or anything? I wish that, that would be nice. Um, Best friend. Oh, that, hey, <laughs> who's a flight attendant? That's well, it's going to be me. That's, yeah. I, I have to forge my own path <laughs> to get the free airfare. Because there are places we got to go. You have to pull that slot machine lever and... Yeah, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. So, uh, as as you know, as we talked about on, on your show, our next jag is to get to all the national parks. Yes. So, we're at 20 Which right I'd like now. to do, too. We're at... Tw- there's 63. Every once in a while, they'll add another one. So, they're probably... Indiana Dunes. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on that one. It's a fucking beach. Right. But you want to talk about... So, this is it, huh? Yeah. Uh, it was... I mean, I was looking for something. Yeah. And uh, 
I didn't find much. There's no. like one spot where there's like a big sand dune with trees growing out of it. And I took like 10 pictures mm-hmm. to make it worth my while. Yeah, I took and then the there's same like, pictures. <laughs> yeah, and then there's that one little strip where there's like some old houses from the 50s that they brought over here yeah. like that look futuristic. And yeah. Like, That's it. Oh, and there's a tower that you can climb up to and see. Uh-huh. Nothing. Sure. It's a beach. <laughs> I, I just don't understand why it's a national park. Oh, it was a political, you know, back scratch as well. Oh, was it? Oftentimes, that's how these things happen. I mean, it's cool. I think it was honestly, and I don't, not to get political or anything, but my understanding, it was kind of a political back scratch from Trump to Pence because it's in Indiana, Pence's home state, and Trump was like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. I mean, listen. Interesting. Of all the things that any politician has done, that's, I'm not going to get all bent out of shape about that, but that's what I think it was. More protected land I'm I'm game for. Absolutely. You know what? A thousand percent. Hey, it's not as bad as Everglades. (laughs) Yeah, we had that conversation. (laughs) But the Everglades, I mean, there's an ecosystem there. That's true. There is no, there is nothing in. No, it's a beach. Yeah. You want to make Bradford Beach a national park too? I, right. While you're at it, it would literally be the same thing. It would be the same thing. Oh, man, I wonder what the worst national park is. You, I think we've just talked about Probably. it. Probably now. <laughs> there have I haven't been there yet, but it's on the list because my wife wants to go to Hilton Head because when she was a kid, her family went to Hilton Head a, a lot. Sure. And Congaree National Park is about a hundred miles okay. from there, so it's basically a swamp. Really, it's a swamp without. I mean, there's an ecosystem there, so that could take the number one spot maybe i'll let you know most garbage yeah i mean and then there's the gateway arch that shouldn't be a national that's a national park it's a national i thought that was a national monument they upgraded it a couple of years ago to a Uh, national park i haven't been to they remodeled that whole campus i haven't that's part of it becoming a national have you been there since they've redone everything the last time i was there was 2005 driving through it doesn't i mean i drove past it probably about a decade ago or, or so but the last time I was there at the Arch, it was not a national park. Now it's a national park. It's one of the I 63. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Now I got to get my sta- get my stamp back there. <laughs> I don't. We don't have stamps. You don't we have don't. the pass. No. It's well. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> can you get the first? Can you get the first twenty stamps? Yes. On it? So you can actually, if you mail um, the National Park Service, um, mail them a return thing. Mm-hmm. They'll send you. They'll put them on little pieces of paper oh okay. they'll stamp everything for you send them back and then you can just scotch tape them so i've done oh. that before like i forgot to get mount rushmore okay so they sent it back to me and then i just tape it on there interesting i mean you don't have the date one but you can at least get the right. stamp part okay that's worth it yeah I'll try that it's it's really cool and then i mean it's it's like a little dictionary it tells you everything so, so you've done all 50 states yes now. so what's next what's what what is next on We're going the... to Michigan next week. Oh, well, that's exciting. Uh, you go to Isle Royale National Park. That's oh, in Michigan. Oh, I know. I want to go there. Um, that's on our list, too, because we're in a couple of years, we're, we're going to do, you know, kayak through Voyagers National ooh. Park in Minnesota on the Boundary Waters. That'll be beautiful. And then go over and spend a day or two on Isle Royale. Because That'll be awesome. It's one of the national parks that you can't drive to. Yeah. No, I've never been there before. So that's Michigan. That'll be cool. Uh, we're going to, in August, I'm excited, we're going to uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, oh, Seattle, cool. and then Olympic National Park. Okay. And then um, I think maybe next year, like Iceland or Ireland. I don't know. That's pretty cool. I, I'm st- still more in the U.S. I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've seen all But I don't want to be states. a loser. I haven't left the country since 2013. So it's like, okay. I just had to renew my passport. So it's like, I need to use this bad boy. It's, yeah. it's been a minute. I, I don't even remember the last country I was in. It's been that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, what do you got coming up on uh, the podcast? Any any guests uh, coming up? On I have to notes? plan out my last three episodes. I so have... what are your seasons then? Because this one is just one long continuous blob. Okay. As opposed to Tales from 1265, which is in uh, 10 episodes. Sure. So it's, it'll be 10, 10, 10. Okay. I do 15, 15, 15. Okay. Um, and I just do seasons basically just because I do like to take a break sometimes. Sure. Um, usually in the summertime. So like I usually, usually July is when I'll do like a break because I got, I just got stuff going on and it becomes difficult. So the seasons sort of give me an opportunity to kind of like wrap things up. A lot of times I sort of will change a lot of the main themes in the season. The first one was, had a lot of sort of political things, not political, but uh, public just, affairs, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the second season had a lot of sort of tech okay. sort of things. Um, this one, this season is, has a lot of like sort of like just lifestyle things mm. like travel. And and so I always try to you're kind gonna of die soon. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> or someday you're going to so I always someday. try and sort of kind of theme them a little bit. Um, but they're all still really random things. But yeah, they're usually like about 50. I would say 12 to 15 episodes and. I don't remember how many I'm up Who to. do you want to have on that you haven't had on yet? Oh, God, boy. You're going to ask me a question I don't know the answer to. I'd really love to get a uh, an athlete on. I'd really I'd really love to get someone from the Milwaukee Bucks on and talk about, just because I love talking about well, the you're an ambassador, you know. I know. I, I, probably <laughs> could, I probably could make it happen if I could get, like, Pat Connington or something, or, or, or if I could get Thanasis on. Thanasis has his own podcast, so. That's true. Um, I, I would I'd really love to get someone who's in sports, whether it was golf, football, baseball, basketball and, and talk about talk about that dream because I can't imagine what it would take to um, you know be in high school and be playing basketball and then all of a sudden be in the NBA or be on some undrafted free agent like that's just like I want to know that story I want to talk about that because that's like that's I don't know I feel like to be such a cool mm. person to, and then the problem is they yap about that crap all the time they don't want to talk to some nobody like me you know well, you have to Talk about something that's that's different. Like I interviewed AJ Dillon last week in the locker room. Nice. See, I'd love to have him on. Yeah. No, he's great. No. He's great. First thing I asked him about was his baby. Yeah. Asked him about his kid, and then he's it, probably like, oh, it's like, oh, and then it just kind of can take a, uh, a little bit of a different direction. Uh, Aaron Jones is another one. Mm. Uh, Aaron Jones and I bonded over the fact that he's from El Paso and went to UTEP. It's a hero at UTEP. Yeah. My wife played tennis at UTEP. They know a lot of the same people. So we just kind of connected on that level. Sure. It's when I talk to athletes, I try to, if it's possible to talk about something other than sports and then kind of come back around because it is such a big part of their lives. Yeah. I mean, they will talk about it, Yeah. but you know, to, to find that personal connection. I think what I would, the conversation I would want to get to, into is not so much the sports aspect of it, but the the hustle mm -hmm. and the mindset and in the trials the hustle and tribulations. Porn of it. Yeah, the hustle porn of it and the trials and tribulations uh, that it took to do that. You know, yeah. um, what were some of the worst parts about it? Because, I mean, yeah, you. You, you don't hear about someone and all of a yeah. sudden you hear about them and they're a, they're a superstar athlete. Yeah. And it's like you don't – we put athletes and celebrities and, and entertainers on this pedestal where they're, it's just like you can just throw tomatoes and shoes at them. And these are real fucking people that work their ass off. Mm. I, I always get upset it when people talk shit about – Rich people is it? I mean, okay, yeah, a lot of people were born into money, but there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that have worked their ass off, Jay Z, uh, you know, to get to where they are. They've they've earned the money they had, they earned the lifestyle they had, and they earned the respect to to not be treated like a 
piece of shit celebrity, you know, and be followed around by the paparazzi. And so I'd, I'd love to get into some of those nuances and conversations with an athlete about, you know, what did it take to, to get there? And, you know, final thing for you, as we kind of bring it full circle, Boy, this went bit. fast. It kind of did. Let's see. We're at 49 minutes right now. So we began talking about Milwaukee. Milwaukee's sure. a great city. We both agree. Both love it. This is home. I came back. You've been here your entire life. Mm-hmm. In 10 years, what do you think Milwaukee will look like? And what do you hope Milwaukee looks like in 10 years? Uh, I think probably, I think what I think it looks like and what I hope it looks like are probably going to be two of the same things. Um, I think we're building a lot of our infrastructure. We're building for the future of this city. Like the hop gets a lot of crap. Yes, it goes nowhere. I get it. But when you see all of the um, new buildings that are going up, um, office spaces, condos, um, apartments and stuff like that, uh, they're building that new sports arena by Pfizer Forum. That the hop things like the hop will hopefully be a a way to i hope we look back in 10 years and go thank god we built that because it's a much quicker more efficient way to get people from Summerfest to pfizer forum to mm-hmm. the convention center to all this stuff whereas right now it's kind of i don't know it goes in a circle yeah if you don't want to say it i'll say it exactly it, it does it goes in a circle it goes in a circle but now once it goes to the contour now you have access to Summerfest and and discovery world and the art museum they need to make it go to pfizer forum and they need so, to make it go to the stadium they need to connect right? the universities they need it all of it. Yeah. Um, but I guess what I hope and what I think is going to happen is that we continue to grow. You know, we we had the DNC. Unfortunately, COVID ruined that. We've got the RNC. Hopefully, there's not another pandemic that ruins that. But I mean, there's hopefully I- there's not another pandemic. Yeah, period. right. <laughs> but there, I mean, there's eyes on this city and uh, people are interested in this city. Bucks winning the championship. You know, we're very fortunate that we're a city on the rise and not in decline. And you can see that with the financial investments that um, things like the DNC and RNC are making. You can see that with the the um, development and stuff, all the mm-hmm. commercial spaces. Uh, I'm hoping we become a tech hub. Uh, I'm hoping we become an entertainment hub. I'm hoping um, this is a place that people look at when they want to travel. Seriously, you know, like. We got Bradford Beach. There's casinos. There's museums. Bradford Beach National Park. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) And so what I really hope is we just continue to to grow in sort of every facet. And I I believe that is what's going to happen. Um, And we become, you know, just a a mini little Chicago and and a city that people take seriously. Watching the NBA championship and watching ESPN throw up a photo of downtown Milwaukee that was like 12 years old. I was like, man, they wouldn't do that with New York or LA or it's like, so, you know, I I really think we're going to be a a city that's talked about and and not sort of looked over for where's Chicago. Oh, it's right Mm -hmm. there. I I feel like Milwaukee is one of those uh, to get back to travel, the gateway to Chicago. You ever go to a, you ever, you ever, you ever go to a city and it's like, uh, whatever is, is the gateway to Seattle or, and it's like, and that's it. That's all right. I got going for it. I feel like that's Tacoma, what, the gateway to Seattle. Exactly. I feel like that's what Milwaukee's been for so long. And I feel now like we've finally sort of segregated ourselves from, boy, that was a poor word to use, uh, from Chicago. Separated. Yes, yeah, separated and, and become our own little entity. Uh, and I think that's just going to continue to grow. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited and I'm here for it. And, it, and it's been fun to document document that and continue to document that. Without a doubt. How can people find you on the... Uh, on the uh, at Martin Moore Jr. anywhere. I hate the junior, but I have to use it because Martin Moore is like a furniture company in the UK. Really? And despite my best efforts over the last decade, I check 
every single month to see if they didn't pay a <laughs> bill or something so I can hijack their social media and website. But So at Martin Moore Jr. But if you put in Martin Moore uh, in any social media platform on the internet, I'll be the first one that pops up. Find it, Martin Moore Jr. Said no one ever podcast. Uh, you can find it on uh, your... What is it? On the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom. Thanks for having me on, man. All right. My thanks to Martin Moore for joining us here on the Doug Russell Podcast. That'll do it for this edition of the show. We'll see you next time. 